This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. We've talked a lot on the podcast about ways mortgage brokers can grow their relationships with real estate agents. In this episode, we hear it from the agents themselves. What are they looking for in their lending partners? And how can you, as a loan originator, impress agents, build relationships with them, and ultimately have them refer you business? We're joined by two realtors who give us the answers to those questions on episode 27 of Good Better Broker. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back as we bring in Stephanie Sacco. She is a realtor with Michigan Power Brokers based in Metro Detroit. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So a bit about you. You close about $25 million a year, and your goal is to double your production every single year. That is certainly an ambitious goal, Stephanie. And, and to do that, you need good teammates. And that obviously starts with your lending partners. So first and foremost, describe for our listeners what you look for in your lenders. Well, thank you very much. And what I look for in my lenders is consistent communication whether it's with me, with the client, with the title company, all of us together create a seamless team that works to our same end goal, which is getting that client closed with no issues along the way. What about availability, Stephanie? Because I know that in your line of work, things happen on the weekends and they happen in the evenings and sometimes late at night. How important is it for you as a realtor to have a lending partner who is going to pick up the phone during non-business hours? So it's imperative. Obviously, the industry we're in with realtors, we're still we're still not even home at 10 p.m. I, now, while we don't require our lenders to be available 24-7, realtors are typically available 24-7. But what that means is sometimes we need a quick approval, meaning, hey, I need to give you a quick text because I need a quick approval. We have a time crunch. Or, hey, I need you to call an agent. I just submitted an offer. So if you can be available, whether it's through text to say, hey, I can step out of this meeting. I can, I can take a quick second to head in the other room. You know, you can be home. You can be at work. You can be on vacation. But to have the availability and the relationship with your lender so that we can call upon you when we need you, because without you being available, we aren't going to be successful. And you just had a situation like this come up. It was a Sunday afternoon, I believe, where you had a situation and you needed to get a hold of your LO. Uh, and that just kind of shows, doesn't it, that you sometimes are going to need that availability when it's not your typical nine to five. 100%. I mean, I guess if you're going to go to the bank, it's nine to five. You know darn well that if people are looking at homes and it's all sporadic, it's emotional, it's up and down. 10 o'clock at night, all of a sudden they decide, I might not want to buy this house. The payment's too high. We have to be able to talk people off the ledge together. It's, it's really a group. We're not a separate LO and a separate realtor. Once we have a client together, once we have that, that triangle there, we are one unit and we need to work together at whatever time the client needs it. So you've been a realtor now for five years. And I want you to explain to our listeners you know, the role that the lender plays 
in the success of your business and your ability to deliver a great experience for your clients. The number one role the lender should be taking is a financial advisor, basically. You're advising the client as to which route is best. Sometimes we're only FHA. Sometimes we're only conventional. Sometimes we have multiple options of where we're going to pull our money from, whether it's a 401k, maybe we're getting a gift. Those those are the things that the lender should have knowledge of. And then after talking to the client, they should be able to help that client decide where am I best getting my money from? Do I want a 15-year? Do I want a 30-year? Do I want an adjustable? Because right now we're talking a lot about adjustable. That's not my role as a realtor. Now, while I know just enough to get them started, and I know just enough to get them to the proper LO as to who is going to guide them properly, I, I need my LO to stay in that lane. I don't need the LO to advise them as to how much they think the house will appraise at, or is this a good neighborhood to purchase in? I need that LO for my success and the client's success to help them understand financially what they're jumping into, especially as a first-time buyer. All right. So now that we know what you're looking for and what your needs are and what's going to help you while your clients, what would you say are the advantages of working with an independent mortgage broker versus working with somebody who's with a bank? Number one is availability. Typically, mortgage brokers are available more often and willing more often to interact with the agent and the client outside of nine to five business hours. They're also interested in developing a little bit more of a personal relationship. At least that's my experience with LOs. And we don't have to have taglines like realtor for life or you know LO for life. That, that's not the goal. The goal is to create a relationship with someone where they trust you and you become their advisor when it comes to financial things. Possibly they're going to want to get a boat. They're going to want to get a, a vacation property. And we need to create that bond with people. And I think that happens a little bit more with mortgage brokers. You know, you're working as a 1099, you're an independent person creating a business for yourself. That's a lot different than going into work every day and working for someone else. So when you're talking to your clients and they have yet to use or choose, I'm sorry, their lender, how do you advise them when it comes to making that choice? Sometimes they come with a list of recommendations. So I say, please discuss those recommendations. Let me know who have you gone to, who are you going to, and tell me why. And typically, the brokers that I work with have lower interest rates, better costs for my buyers. So they're going to be saving money. We have better communication lines and we have our team of professionals. So when I'm guiding someone, I'm looking at what do you need? Are are you recently divorced? Are you recently widowed? Are you usually in charge of doing your financial decisions? How much guidance do you need? Um, Are you a first-time buyer? Who's going to take the most time with you? Who has the right product to help you obtain your goal of homeownership? So I really vet the client and see what their needs are and then try to place them because, of course, we have more than one LO that we're working with, um, which is is necessary. It's not about putting all your eggs in one basket. It's about having a variety of of products and people that meet the, the majority of your needs. You mentioned the word team, and I know that's something that's really, really important to you, having a dedicated team of professionals. And not just that, Stephanie, it's the personal relationship that you have with your preferred lenders. Tell us how you approach that with your buyers. So the buyers know that when they're working with me, they're working with me, Stephanie Sacco. There aren't going to be three different people contacting them um, for real estate needs. Okay, I might have someone in the background helping me with some paperwork or some listing input or some things on the back end, 
But when I deal with a client, I want them to deal directly with me, just like when they deal with the contact, the LO. I don't want that being pushed off and then the underwriter starts calling them and then a processor starts calling them. The, the LO, the realtor, and then your main contact at your title company, in, in my world, create our team. And it's tight knit. So we don't have 30 people reaching out for different things um, and answering questions. It's more about that one-on-one. Certainly, we can receive an email from someone else and, and you know, send in a document. But in general, when we are, we're, we're humans, we want that human contact. We want that consistency. So with my team unit, we create consistency for the client and it makes them comfortable and it makes the process seamless for them. And you were telling me this when we first spoke, you really need your LOs to be the ones that kind of absorb some of the, the punches, if you will, because let's face it, things happen during every transaction. Uh, and then the client doesn't need to know about all that stuff. So from your standpoint, you really need to, the LO to be the one who's working in the background to get all of that done. 100%. Um, there are ups and downs in, in anything in life, whether it's personal, job-related, anything you can think of. We don't always need to share those things, right? We can keep those in the background. You know, when 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 you come and walk in the door after a day's work, the, the the person at home does not need to unload every, you know, 17 million things that has happened horrible in the day, absorb them, possibly discuss some of those glitches later. But as an LO, you know, we might have a, a, a low appraisal come through. We don't need to quickly call the client, put them in an uproar, freak them out. Now this isn't going to go through. You're going to lose your deal. I mean, you call the agent. We're the team. We're the team working with the client. So the number one thing not to do is call the client before your team members and start alerting them to something that possibly has already been worked out in the background by the realtors. But yet, if you don't make contact with your team members and you go straight to that client and start being hysterical about all of the things that are going wrong, all that does is make the client retreat and retract from the deal. When you look at your best lending partners, how would you say that you complement each other during the home buying process. And you already talked about you know being a part of a team, but how does that all work uh, in your mind? In my mind, um, I let my LO know if a client is looking, right? It's different than being a, a cold contact that I referred versus a warm contact we're chatting or a hot contact that we're literally searching for a home and we're probably going to narrow it down this weekend. So I give you a heads up. You're prepared. You know that I might be calling on you to call an agent to discuss our client's strengths. You know, I might need an updated pre-approval because not all pre-approvals that are in hand state what they should state for that particular offer you're putting on. So you, you might need to amend something at last minute. So in, in order for me to be successful with an LO, I need that LO to know what I'm doing. And I need that LO to let me know the conversations they're having uh, with the client because the client doesn't always say, oh, by the way, I just talked to the LO and this is what I'm doing. So we, we need to make sure we have our client's best interest at hand at all times. So you need somebody who's going to be responsive. You need great communication. And you also need somebody, Stephanie, who's going to provide value to you beyond what you're expecting. Explain for our listeners what you're looking for. So all of the things that I just discussed should be standard with every LO. Communication, seamless transactions, absorb some of those hits. If, if you don't know to do that, then you're probably not successful currently. Those are the givens. Moving beyond the givens are the things like the value that LOs can give to realtors. Because again, I'm not an LO. I don't know the latest products. I don't know the latest market trends. Because when I wake up in the morning and I go get on my market trends, it's real estate. It's real estate across the US. It isn't always 
even though the rates go with it, it's too much for me to have to research everything so that I am um, up to date on every single new thing that's happening. Um, There are things happening with the stock market. I might not have time to review that. All of those things are really important for the LO. If that's within your wheelhouse, that's what your morning meeting is about. That's what your morning feed is about. Share those with me. Give me some conversation topics. uh, Another aspect of value is marketing. Let's market these these listings together. Let's, Let's do things together on social media. Help me to be successful because that will help you to close more loans. Yeah, I love, I love that aspect. I, I love that aspect, you know, being supportive of each other, uh, especially on, on social media, um, getting the word out uh, about each other's success. And you also mentioned, you know, market information because you do get these questions, you said, from clients. They do ask you what's going on with rates. If you have a lender or an LO who's going to be constantly keeping you in the loop so that you can then in turn keep your buyers in the loop, that's a huge value add for you. It's, it's unbelievable how many times a day, even a random person who's not buying. I mean, you talk to everybody when you're a realtor, the grocery store people. First thing they say when they find out you sell houses is they talk about the rates. They talk about a crash. I, I have one particular LO who has explained the market to me since the 1950s. I, I can explain why we will not have the same crashes in 2008 and you know, running through, I can explain this. My knowledge base is vast because of my LOs, not because I know how to research the correct information in the market. So what is your advice for other independent mortgage brokers and loan originators on what they can do, Stephanie, to become the preferred lender for realtors like yourself? I think to become a preferred lender for any realtor is just like being successful at any job in life. You cannot cut the corners. You have to be available. You create a team or you can even call it a family. It it can be three people. It can be 30 people. Whichever it is, you need to circle around. You need to touch that every day. You need to follow up and you need to see how you can help people. How can I help you today, Stephanie? How can I help your clients today, Stephanie? And if I say, I don't know, then it would be a really great idea for you to figure out something that you could insert into my business to help me be more successful. And in turn, I'm doing the same thing for you. I'm giving you information about the market, the market trends, what's happening in real estate, how to combat certain um, pushback from clients who don't want to purchase right now because of interest rates. I'm telling you about my conversations so that you now know what's going on in the real estate world because clients see this as one unit. So try to be integrated within your, your real estate world and within these people's personal needs so that we can work together to get to the end point, which is success. Great advice. Love all of your insights. Stephanie Sacco with Michigan Power Brokers. Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me this morning. I appreciate it. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Sherry Stevener, a realtor with Delhoon Realty Group in St. Louis, Missouri. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, Sherry. So here's the breakdown of your career in the business. You started in real estate in 2013. And in 2020, you sold 30 plus million. And in 2021, it was 27 million. So you've been very busy. And I I want you... I want you to tell our listeners, first and foremost, as a realtor, describe what it is you look for in a lending partner. Crazily enough, it's very simple. I look for what I look for in any partner, whether it be a friendship or any relationship, because it's truly a relationship. Communication, meaning open communication. Um, availability, are you going to be there when I need you, not when, the, when the, you, know, you clock out on the, on the little time card? Honesty and integrity. That's it's really that simple, but it seems to be so hard to find. Okay, so let's let's spin that forward now. Uh, t- tell me, what is the role of the lender as far as the success of your business and your ability to deliver a great experience for your clients? Hmm. That's a great. That's a great question. A lot of realtors don't even think about this. Um, as a buyer's agent, I need a lender that will set all financial expectations for my client along with me because every individual has a different financial situation along with telling my client when to lean on me as their agent and when to lean on them as their you know financial advisor during this transaction. Um, but to go farther as a listing agent, it's also very important because I need to tell my sellers the pros and cons of using a broker to a bank, to a credit union, to a you know veteran advertised you know uh, lender, and I need to let them know the great success stories of each one, and it's their choice. But I, I'm here to be their knowledge. They don't know what they don't know. It's funny when you and I first spoke. You, I, I asked you, you know, did you even know the difference between a mortgage broker and a and a retail LO when you first got into the business? And and you said you didn't. And you know, funnily enough, you you um you know you learned. You learned the difference real quickly. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sherry, it was through a couple of negative experiences that you had. So tell our listeners about that. The negatives, yes. Um, when I first started, I thought a financial institution was a financial institution. You can get money from wherever. What I've quickly learned is that banks, although they have money, their principal business is to bank. So I always tell people, banks bank, mortgage lenders and brokers mortgage. They they do have mortgage in their portfolio, and oh look what you know look what we can do. But they bank first. I want somebody that does mortgage first. So I learned that real quick that once we got to the closing table, you know, a bank, you know, since we're just calling them out there, a bank would be like, oh well, wait a minute, you can't buy. We really didn't look at that. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well. And, and basically, and in, in not in their defense, but they're nine to five, Monday through Friday. Uh, mortgage and real estate is 24-7-365. That's what I, I needed. So I learned real quick that they're not my best advocate to get a transaction done. You put it another way too, which I, I really like. And you said it real simple. Brokers are hungry for mortgages. Banks are yep. hungry for pushing numbers. I mean, why, why is that what you have found through your experience? Why it is, I don't know. But, <laughs> but all right. Well, is. what what is it about you know your experience that has led you to that conclusion, Sherry? Well, when I talk to a mortgage broker, and I do have my go-to guy. We, we all have that guy, right? He is hungry for me winning. 
if I win, he wins or she, but I had a he. Um, but if I go to a bank, it's just a number. They're not hungry for me to win anything. If they happen to get the mortgage, they got it because you know what? They're still going to be banking. So I believe that somebody that can originate a loan and that is their sole purpose of, of working will advocate my client and myself to a high success rate rather than someone who, you know, and poor guys, they get, you know, they come out of school, they go to a bank, I'm going to work at a bank and I may do some mortgages, but I'm there to clock in at nine, clock out at five, go home. And I don't think of anybody ever again. I'm All just right. being real. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate your candidness. Uh, so for you, when you, when you think about the relationship you have with your guy, as you said, your independent mortgage broker, Sherry, mm-hmm. what are the biggest advantages for you of that relationship? Oh, I keep on feeling like I'm repeating myself, but the obstacles that I see on banks, I'm just going to go back and kind of tie it all together. So the, the obstacles I see on banks is in the, the inability to reach a human being after hours. My guy, cell phone. I call him, I text him. What do you need? What do you got? What do you do? I got? I got you. I got you. Always. My go-to guy is amazing. He jumps in when I need an advocate on the financial side because my, my buyers do call me at 11 o'clock at night. Now we have a conversation about that, but they call me worried. Oh my gosh, what, how do I do this? Do I, am I going to put 20% down? Do I really need to put 5% down? Maybe 12%. What do you think? And I'm like, that is a lender question, but let me go ahead and set that up for you. He's going to call you first thing in the morning. They sleep well, you know? So that's the relationship I like on the reverse side of that. When they are talking to him about what do I need to do? You know, we're worried about this. We're going over this. We're in our, you know, bunny slippers at night trying to figure all this out. Then they start going, okay, great. Now, as far as the contract goes, should I do this and this? He's like, well, you need to call Sherry. She, he bounces it right back to me. Got it. So they always have two people that are going to hold this transaction together. That seems so seamless. And that's, that's priceless. No, I, I like that. The synergy between you and your lending partner, you know, you deferring questions to him for things that he can answer better and then vice versa. I want to go back to your clients though. Um, and I want you to kind of walk me through the conversation um, when, you're, when you're first working with a client and at what point you bring up choosing a lender. Tell us about that. Actually, one of my first conversations, as long as it's organic, if they have a lot more questions about homes, I do satisfy their questions there, but I can't do anything without knowing what they can do. And I call that their buying strategy. What's your buying power? I need to know your buying power. That's how I start off the conversation. And then when I'm talking to my clients, I also disclose that they have the right to use anyone they want. They, you know, they have the right. However, I then give them all the experiences that I told you about, um, which are nightmares, and explain to them the communication and flexibilities that brokers may have that financial, other financial institutions don't have. Um, it helps to tell them that I personally have my family and myself will only deal with brokers. And that's huge because they're like, oh my gosh, you're the professional and you even use them. It does go a long way if you can get a good relationship with your uh, client. And again, I tell them that we want somebody that will go for mortgage heavy principles. Like that's the first thing they do when they wake up their mortgage, when they go to bed, their mortgage, they're not, I'll get to you in five hours when it's too late and the contract's dead. So (laughs) I just tell, I go, I'm really blunt with my clients because nobody wants to sugarcoat in such a crazy market. 
Just tell me what I need to do. Why do I need to do it? And I got you. Which is yeah, all I trust. And, it, and if they listen to you, then there's going to be no hiccups, um, at nope. least far fewer than if they yes. go the other route. Um, I do. Tr- I do. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I do tell them. I do tell them my success rate of 98% with my lender, like that. You can't argue that you can't like, if and, you use it 98% of the time, it will close. And, and for you, you know, just, just putting yourself in the shoes of, of a realtor like yourself. I mean, that means Sherry, that you're going to get paid 98% of the time. And that's obviously a big deal to you. And, and as much as I do make this a personal career of mine, we all work to get paid. I am not going to have my commission in the balance of a bank if I can't, because I don't know if I'll get paid in 30 days. I may have to do twice as much work to get the same amount of money if I use the lender that I trusted. Sherry Stevener of the Delhoon Realty Group from St. Louis, Missouri. Appreciate your time and your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.